You're listening to The Itch, Rock Matters. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And I am excited about this episode, you guys. This is something I have cautiously looked forward to for quite a while. And that is that baseball season is almost officially here. In theory. In theory. (laughs) We'll see. Dan and Casey and I are all quite big baseball fans. We played in fantasy leagues together for years. We cheer on the Cardinals from whichever city we're in. So the idea of baseball happening is exciting to us for sure. Well, I mean, I think that's just a thing. When you're born in St. Louis, you're bred to be a Cardinals fan. It's true. The city adores that team and the team pays them back quite well for it by, you know, winning Winning. a lot. (laughs) It's in the water. I'm pretty sure it's in the water. (laughs) It works. I will tell you guys uh, anecdotally, I actually tried to go yesterday to see a live baseball game. It was a minor league game and it was the third game of their season. And as I was walking up to the gate to enter, it was announced that a player had tested positive for COVID and the game was canceled. (laughs) So that was discouraging because that made me think almost certainly that the exact same thing will happen when Major League Baseball games start. Yeah, well. Yeah, and they've already they've already done that with like the practices and whatnot too. Oh, people are coming up with stuff, yeah, all the time. It's gonna be a struggle to make anything happen this year, but I think it's the perfect opportunity for us to capitalize while we can and talk about baseball while it is officially still on in the event that, you know, a few weeks from now they start the season and then they're like, eh, never mind, this isn't gonna work. If not, it could just be their uh, sports holdover until real sports start again. Yeah, there we go. You know, we've talked about it on on the air of our radio show uh, that we've done for 16 years. That one. Yeah, got it. Yeah, the itch. Uh, (laughs) Not to drop any names. Yeah, you know, just that one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But we've always, especially during the playoffs and stuff, we'll always follow them and and mention scores and things like that. But it's one thing that we've tried to avoid is going in depth about sports talk on the radio show because the show is supposed to be about music. Right. And this show is about music too. And we will get to the music part of the sports soon. (laughs) Casey, maybe you could connect those dots for the listeners. Yeah. We're going to actually talk about walk-up songs that are used in baseball. Some are great and some are not so great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to focus on great ones myself. Yes. But I definitely, especially in doing the research, you are not wrong to say that some are not great. <laughs> I didn't look for the bad ones. What the heck? You guys didn't tell me about that. <laughs> I, they, I, I didn't look up, look them up on purpose. They just happened. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. See, the show is called Rock Matters. And I keep that in mind whenever we're talking about what we want to talk about. As in, I like to think about the different ways in which music shows up in life and the value it has in different places. And so one high quality use of rock music we have discovered is as introductions for athletes. You know, wrestlers use them. UFC fighters have intro songs. Sports uses them for players for team introductions, sometimes on you know commercial breaks or Sometimes if you're real lucky, you'll get somebody in a baseball stadium that that plays like a clever jingle 
when a certain kind of play happens or something like that. Or as mentioned prior to on our podcast, during an all-star game, they'll just make a band play the same song over and over and over again. They did. They had that little riff on loop, and we are still a little salty about it. (laughs) A little icy about it, even. No? Okay. I tried. But baseball is wonderful because you have so many of these tracks that people come out to and it's going to say something about them or it's going to create some kind of mood in the stadium. And it's not only hitters, but starting pitchers and relievers also often get them as well. And some of them are just epic. Some of them become iconic and like attached to the player. And to me, as a music lover and a baseball lover, and it's one of those kind of not hidden or subtle even. But it's just another nuance of the game that I appreciate and that I really get a kick out of. Makes it enjoyable. Absolutely. All right. So in you guys' research and and looking things up and in your common knowledge, because I know we've all seen enough games to know at least a few people's uh, themes that they've used at various points. uh, Was there something in particular that stood out to you? I've got a few topics in within this topic that we can touch on, but I want to see what you guys got. Well, I'm reading about the history of the walk-up song right now. Ooh. Sometimes Dan does research mid-show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something we openly encourage, but since it happens and it's happening right now, we might as well point it out. Because now that you've mentioned that, I say we might as well link to that article, add a little bit of bonus value, put it in the show notes. Yeah, I, I was searching for walk-up songs, and this was another link down there. I, you know, I'm curious. I always like reading about history, so I started reading about the history of walk-up song. <laughs> so you will find that in our show notes. And speaking of that, you can check us out on Spotify, not only to listen to the podcast, but also to listen to playlists that we have created. A few of our previous episodes, we have made the itch playlists related to songs from them, and we have an ongoing one that we just update from every episode with new tracks and there will be another one for this as well currently we have a solidarity playlist which is sort of protest songs i guess you would say we have a red white and blue playlist for the fourth of july that we made and we have the black rock matters playlist that came with last week's episode and so we will be putting i think a few of our favorite baseball themes uh, into a new playlist for this episode unfortunately we're not going to be able to clarify who they were with, but that's okay. So check that out. The links will be in the show notes, or you can search for The Itch on Spotify, and it should come up in the results. Back to regularly scheduled programming. (laughs) So in researching, my assumption was correct, because the walk-up song traditionally was always an organ song, like for quite the longest time. And it was always, you know, a traditional walk-up song, because not only people were asking for big hits to be played while they were coming up to bat, up until the 1980 film Major League. Aha. Uh-huh. And the young baseball players grew up watching Ricky Vaughn emerge to Wild Thing. So they, after that, they, you know, they surely thought of their own theme song, is what the article says. <laughs> so I, I, I agree with that because, like, you know, after seeing that movie, I forever associate that song with that movie. Yep. I'm glad that you mentioned that. And I did not know that historically it was so important in the evolution of of walk-up music yeah there was a lot of players that did have you know their own walk-up songs here and there but after that everybody started having their own walk-up song casey and i were talking off air about uh the science behind it a little bit and from what i understand the player usually has say or at least can submit some ideas 
And I've even found a few guys in my research that actually have different ones that with each at bat, they'll change their track. <laughs> Lenny Dykstra was one of the first. Yeah, he was actually one of the first that did that, according to this website. I don't want to talk about Lenny Dykstra any more than we have to, but that's not bad. <laughs> you know, the other thing I wanted to say, so like players actually spend a lot of time planning and thinking about their walk-up song. They search for these songs, they catalog them and rank them. Uh, so it's become a huge part of the game. Oh, I, I totally believe it. And I mean, we can relate to that. The think about the time and the work and the testing different options that we did just to land on the Skin Dread track that we're using, which shout out to Skin Dread again for that. That took a lot of work. I can imagine that it would be the same for a ball player. You're trying to choose something that represents kind of your identity and communicates to the audience as well. So the website gives credit to Nancy Faust, who basically was a part of the White Sox organization from 1970. And she actually was the reason why they moved the organ from center field to behind home plate. And it was because of that that uh, she started receiving good feedback along with great ideas for songs. And she started playing songs, you know, when people homered and she was the one that essentially came up with walk up music. She actually called it play intro music for whoever was coming up to bat. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I didn't know we were going to actually get any history here. So this is a bonus. Yeah. That's what I, I, I bring. I bring some knowledge. <laughs> I just read. That's all I do. I just read and then say it. You bring on the spot knowledge that you yes. are gaining as you share it. <laughs> exactly. I'm learning and sharing. I'm probably learning wrong, too, because I'm, I'm pretty sure I misquoted that. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I want to add a note to that. Uh, yeah, not not directly quoted. <laughs> yeah. For, for fact checking purposes, we're not really doing any. We looked up theme songs. We found places that said, hey, this guy has used this track. We said, that's a good choice. I'm going to talk about that. We did not verify for sure that this they were accurate. True. I agree so, with that, too. Yeah. So in case you're the kind of person who gets in weird tizzies about all the accuracy of, well, he didn't use that except for this <laughs> one time with this team or something, I, we don't care. You're <laughs> probably right. But we are going to enjoy what we've discovered because there's some good stuff in here. There's some fun things. I know, Casey, before we really even got too far in discussing what this show could look like immediately to the top of his head came one of the most perfectly fitting pairings of player and theme song. Yeah. <laughs> Led Zeppelin is, is used obviously by multiple players and the song Cashmere specifically has been used by Jeff Smarja, Houston street, Chase Utley among others, but none more fitting than Scott Casimir. You've got to. Yeah. It's a great song, and you have almost the same name. It was a no-brainer. Scott did not have to spend time making out a list. <laughs> they were like, Scott, what do you want to come into the game to? And he was like, clearly Cashmere. Probably <laughs> been his soundtrack to his life. Uh, it's not a bad one. <laughs> he just, like, in his head, he's ready, he's ready to pitch, like, dun 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 Another one that is kind of perfectly fitting. Derek Law with the clashes, I fought the law. Every time I hear one where the guy, where it's clever like that, where the guy's like snuck his name in there or something along those lines, it, it just makes me very happy. So <laughs> to hop back over to Led Zeppelin, I did find multiple players who, who used other Zeppelin songs, and it does make sense. They're pretty much the most legendary, like hard classic rock band. So you got Cashmere you used there. Pete Alonzo of the New York Mets known to use the ocean as a theme song. Yes. 
Tucker Barnhart. Uh, I don't know if he's currently on the Reds, but it, he was a Red at one point. This is where the fact checking doesn't come in. Was known to use Black Dog on his first at bat and Stairway to Heaven on his second. I'll be honest with you guys. I want to give him credit for the first one and a little bit of a boo on the second one. Obviously, Stairway to Heaven is a legendary song, but eh, I just I, that one I could do without for a baseball track myself. Are you complaining because it's the most played song of all time? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Okay, you already got Black Dog. Just go with it. Or you could do what Noah Syndergaard, what Thor does, which is even more perfect. <laughs> and you know he chose this because of the whole Thor and Ragnarok kind of thing that was going on. Who comes into the immigrant song when he pitches? Which musically. Those are some great options right there. The Immigrant Song always gets me hyped. And so if, if I were a pitcher coming into the game, that would be a top choice for me as well. The issue I already have with the Immigrant Song, we've talked about this before, is that every time I hear that song now, I always think of Jack Black's face from School of Rock. <laughs> oh, see, here's, here's how this would go down. If I were a pitcher and I was coming into the game, I would make sure that not only did they play that song, but that they showed that clip on the Jumbotron thing <laughs> while I was coming up. I want the full immigrant song experience to happen right now. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm saying. <laughs> Do you guys come up with any more good classic rock ones? Yeah. Credence Clearwater Revival was one where a lot of players used uh, Born on the Bayou, Fortunate Sun, Up Around the Bend, Bad Moon Rising, among other really? songs. Yeah. This is exciting because I actually didn't come across them hardly all in my research. So that means we were looking in different places, which means we'll probably both have some new fresh ideas for each other. Yeah. Other bands, classic rock bands that are used a lot are The Who with Eminence Front and Baba O'Reilly. Yep. Paul O'Neill, the legendary Paul O'Neill from the Yankees used to use Baba O'Reilly. And uh, I came up with Thunderstruck. ACDC's Thunderstruck has been used a ton of times. Yes. There are a number of songs that I would see kind of recur, and that was one of them. Thor, Syndergaard again, used that one. John Smoltz, former Cardinal Enemy turned Cardinal, used it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Other songs that um, were overused by players in the 90s, Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle. Yes. At various points, was used by pitchers. Randy Johnson used it for a while. Carrie Wood and hitters. Former Cardinals Mark McGuire and Carlos Beltran both used that song at some point or another in their career. Yes, everybody in St. Louis is well aware that it was Mark McGuire's uh, walk-up song. The reason for that, or the reason why we knew, is because uh, after he hit 70 home runs, one of the radio stations here in town played that song for 70 hours straight. <laughs> it was it was something else. It was like, they did it, and I thought it was a joke. <laughs> like it's just, You turn it on, it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, it's Welcome to the Jungle. Okay, cool. Listen, oh, they're replaying it. That's weird. Okay, Dan listened to it for 36 hours just <laughs> yeah. to see if it was a joke. And then he finally was like, oh, I guess it's for real. No, I did. I did like keep checking back on it. I'm like, oh, wow, they, <laughs> they are still playing this song. <laughs> WGNR playing Welcome to the Jungle all the time. <laughs> yeah, it was. I just I'll never forget that because it's, it's like my first experience with like wondering what the heck were they thinking when they did this? <laughs> well, it on the flip side of that, even when the Blues won the Stanley Cup, they did that with Gloria, playing it for 24 hours or whatever. Yeah, that's true. They did do that. I'll give you 24 hours. That's <laughs> that's fine. 24 hours of a Christmas story, 24 hours of Gloria. You can We can handle that. <laughs> for like an entire weekend, though. That's fair. 
Yeah. I think that I think that the Blues had earned it at that point. But uh, I got one that's, that I found kind of entertaining in the classic rock sphere. Tim Lincecum, who just crashed and burned. He was a fantastic pitcher for a few years. This tiny guy with crazy hair, and he was lights out. And then he just lost it and never was able to regain it. But he used the Doors' "Light My Fire" as his song, and that to me is slightly fantastic for a reason of connection. There's a story you can look up if you ever care to that Matthew McConaughey, some of his stuff in the movie Days and Confused was lightly inspired by Jim Morrison. And Tim Lincecum has always looked to me like the kid from Days and Confused. <laughs> so when I saw that he used the doors, I was like, that just is perfect for me. <laughs> I, I have a mental association already. And so a few other tracks that uh, I found that came up repeatedly, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Can't Stop. Yeah been used um probably currently most famously by anthony rizzo of the cubs uh, also alex wood has used it at different points and a number of others but those are probably the most prominent audio slaves cochise has showed up a few different times zach wheeler probably being the most prominent player to use that one and i can work with that i think we will rock you has been used a lot yeah in fact i remember when i was a kid going to bush stadium in, in- Old Bush Stadium, like the, well, second, I don't know what the hell you'd call it. Like the Bush second two. version, the cookie cutter yeah, version. Stadium two. Yeah. So yeah. I'm talking about the real Bush Stadium with like the, the little archways at the top of it and the total yeah. cooker, cookie cutter stadium that when you were on the fourth level, you felt like you were going to die falling to your death. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> it was so freaking high up there. And so my mom did her best to take me to games when I was really young. And that's the thing I remember about the games is being so high up there. And this song came on, We Will Rock You. And so, you know, of course, everybody always knows what you do when We Will Rock You comes on. You stomp your feet, you clap your hands, right? And it would always happen towards the end of the game when we were winning. And Mr. Lee Smith came out on the field. Yes. <laughs> I do love me, Mr. Lee Smith. I, I, I He was one of my favorite players growing up just because of that moment. I was I was terrified and excited all at the same moment. You know what I mean? Like you're terrified that you're going to fall down or the stadium's going to crumble, but I'm excited because you know that Lee Smith's going to come out and you're going to get to see him close the game. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. I mean, if you're not going to a baseball game with at least some chance of risking life and limb, then what are you even going for? <laughs> <laughs> the idea of We Will Rock You. So I, I, that brings up a point that I wanted to touch on for a particular song, actually, is that there are some songs that Sure, they make good intro music, but they eventually just become synonymous with being sports songs, period. So, like, you don't got to wait for somebody to come in for We Will Rock You to happen. That's going to happen throughout the game at some point, no matter what, pretty much. So when I came across Steven Strasberg and his choice of the White Stripes Seven Nation Army, that's what I thought of. I was like, how can you (laughs) use Seven Nation Army when at this point it has just become one of those songs in the sports stadium quiver? of arrows you know what i mean yeah yeah i have to agree with that it doesn't work for me as a as a walk-in whenever it's just so predominant everywhere else so on the flip side of that, can you imagine being like the person that has to play the music in between innings and stuff like that and and now you you've lost access to seven nation army probably one of your best go-to songs <laughs> <laughs> because that's true otherwise this, everybody's gonna think this guy's walking up to the plate <laughs> or just confusing people because Seven Nation Army plays every couple innings and he's not even in the game. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
gonna yeah. give Alex Avila credit because he chose the White Stripes Icky Thump instead. <laughs> I feel like if you're gonna first of all, Icky Thump is a fantastic thought, just those two words together, for a dude coming up to bat. Like, what would it mean? Like can you imagine if he like got a really weak hit and the announcer was like, Oh, he just tapped an icky thump up to the pitcher <laughs> and he's out at first because he's a catcher and he's slow. <laughs> <laughs> So that one's just funny on like a guttural level to me, but also quality song. Yeah. Other examples of ones that are overused. You have Ian Kingsler that uses Ram Jam's Black Betty. That was yes. on my list too. I just want to note just in general in life, whenever Black Betty happens and whenever it comes on, that's one of those songs that gets me a little bit hype. Oh yeah. It has every right to be used. <laughs> yeah. So I guess here's, here's something that I've been, pondering a little bit as we as we discuss this kind of thing what do you guys think would be some element like what makes a good entrance song for an athlete well, you kind of mentioned it hype music yeah i definitely think that that's one element it has to have a catchy riff right off the bat i think that's a piece of the puzzle for sure black sabbath iron man's a good example of that yeah I think if you get one that already is a song that is that well known, then you've immediately got like a section of the audience that just is like, yes, it's Iron Man. And so then they hopefully will make that association with the player. And then you just, yeah, it's it's hype music. You're doing a great job of getting yourself hyped. If it's me and I'm a player myself, I'm going to want something that for sure hypes me up. I'll be like, I'm, I want to feel like a boss whenever I walk up to the plate or to the mound when this song is playing. Well, I do agree with that. I think that the song needs to be appropriate to the person, too. I mean, can you imagine David Eckstein walking up to Iron Man? Like, would you really see that? <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. And Casey had mentioned off air that some players use like country songs and, and all kinds of different genres. This certainly isn't exclusively rock. In fact, a ton of the things that I found were more like hip hop and pop related. And so the country songs and things like that, to me, a lot of those selections didn't seem like as great of a song in terms of the pure hype element. But you know that the players who are selecting them, they were like, this kind of like represents who I am. And so, like, I guess what I was saying, like, that song probably hypes them up. Yeah. yeah. Or it might have like some kind of special, special memory for them. Like maybe it's a song that they, you know, first played when they got their first home. Because athletes are very superstitious. And so there, you know, there might be superstitious reasons behind the song that they choose as well. Oh, for sure. And speaking to that, even a, a lot of players use just theme songs like you have uh Syndergaard's also use game of thrones theme Derek holland has used the dark knight rises theme mm -hmm. cespedes used the circle of life intro <laughs> that one it's hilarious that one became legendary <laughs> so that he used the circle of life hansel robles used the undertaker's theme song <laughs> which is pretty stinking intimidating and one of my favorites sort of to what dan was saying about uh, sentimental value I don't know if you guys ever looked up the story last year of Gerardo Parra on the Nationals and how Baby Shark became a thing <laughs> for the Nationals in particular. Yeah. Look that up on, on your own time. But because it, it, it's it's the first time I heard that, I was like, oh, no, they are not bringing Baby Shark into baseball, too. Like, can we leave some things alone? But then I, I heard a little more about the story. I was like, OK, that's cute. I'll I'll go with it. It has it has a reason for him. And so. Dude, I, I love when people, when you hear, the Circle of Life was one of my favorite ones. Tory Hunter, uh, outfielder, he had a regular song that he would use, but he was known to occasionally 
mix in the theme from Sanford and Son. (laughs) Just kind of here and there just to mix it up and then kind of go back to his regular theme. And then two of my personal favorite ones that I found, Francisco Lindor using the theme from Space Jam. (laughs) And conversely, I truly hope that this was a thing that happened at some point in baseball. Pitcher Jesse Hahn, who would enter games to the Monstars anthem, also from Space Jam. (laughs) So (laughs) I need to find proof that there was some at one point a time when Jesse Hahn came into pitch while Francisco Lindor was batting. (laughs) That would be just the best. (laughs) And on another charming note, kind of touching into, I guess, maybe on Baby Shark, uh, Wilmer Flores is known to enter to the Rembrandt's I'll Be There For You, which, (laughs) by the way, is the second time now that we've mentioned that track as well, which is weird. And the reason being was that because uh, one of the main ways that he learned English when he came to the States was by watching Friends over and over. And so he he just kept that song with him and used it in his baseball career. And I found that delightful. <laughs> not rock. Well, I mean, kind of rock. Some, a lot of these ones right now we're on are not rock at all. But just, yeah. they're, they're, they're fun. They're hype songs. <laughs> they are hype songs in their own right. And you know whenever the Circle of Life came up that that stadium would go, would go buck wild. <laughs> See... I don't know, because like, if I was going to choose a, a theme song from the uh, Lion King, I would definitely be choosing Hakuna Matata. Duh. <laughs> that would totally be my walk-up song. If I was choosing from the Lion King, and that would be my personal one, but yeah. We're going to have a future episode on the Itch's favorite Lion King songs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now, we probably won't, but I'm, I'm not entirely opposed. Yeah, I don't even think my, my child would like that, and he's the one that watches <laughs> that crap. Your son's over there like, why aren't you talking about deaf cones? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I found an interesting write-up about pitcher Josh Johnson. He used Down with the Sickness from Disturbed, and the write-up from Bleacher Report says, Johnson's song is fitting in a rather odd way. Yes, Disturbed's Down with the Sickness is a great theme and itself, but it goes past just that. Johnson's dominant when he can pitch, but he's continuously gotten injured and injury sickness that the Marlins fans would want that sickness gone. (laughs) He was definitely a great pitcher, but got hit by the injury bug. I would know this because he was on my fantasy team. (laughs) All right. So we love to find a way to get these guys on the show or mentioned on the show. Uh, Rage Against the Machine. I found a couple of different uses of their songs. One will lead me into another topic I want us to hit on. So first, Matt Albers coming in to Sleep Now in the Fire. I can work with that. Bulls on Parade, I didn't find nearly as many uses of it as I thought I would, but Logan Forsythe is probably the most prominent. So there's a little game for you guys. Which which one would you pick if you... Oh, wait, wait, I got one more for you. I want you to consider. And then we'll... Yeah, there's one more. Then we'll say... What do you got? Chad Qualls, Killing in the Name of. Chad Qualls, that's another one. Good point. And I got one more there. Then we can choose here. Aroldis Chapman, known to come in to wake up, also by Rage Against the Machine. So my question for you guys, and maybe we can play this with a couple of these artists. Which do you choose between those options? You got Killing in the Name of, uh, Sleeping on the Fire. Oh, you can't just go with all Rage Against the Machine. I, I got to choose those particular songs. You can go What you can go with your own. What's, what's your Rage Against the Machine walk-up song? Well, Bulls on Parade would be close, uh, but I would probably have to say New Millennium Holmes. Mm. 
I don't know. I just I've always been huge, you know, a huge fan of that song. Something about the beat and the. the we've always lyrics. loved that song. Yes, I think we've gone on record as calling that um, our favorite non-single rage song. It's close. I was choosing from the entire catalog. I'd probably choose "Come Like a Bomb." Ooh. Oh, man! Like some of these one. players need to be listening. We're giving you some good ideas. <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I want to say "People of the Sun." I don't know if it would work for me per se, but I love the idea of somebody coming into that wow, 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 wow. And then it just, it's a fun song. Maybe if you're a pitcher, people, the sun's only a couple minutes long. Maybe if you're a pitcher, a reliever coming in late, you could just walk slow enough that you could hear the whole song. So <laughs> that's what I'm going to go with. I'm like, I'm going to get the entire track in here. <laughs> I got another one of those for you guys. Okay. Uh, the Beastie Boys. I, there are a handful of people who use Beastie Boys songs over the years. Sabotage is a fairly common one. Uh, Brad Hand, relief pitcher known to come in to Paul Revere. And Ryan O'Hearn, I uh, believe he's a royal hitter, comes into Intergalactic. And Ryan Ludwig from the Cardinals used Brass Monkey for years. Yes, he did. <laughs> I was going to get to the Cardinals at some point. Good point. <laughs> How about you guys have one on that? You got you got a Beastie song? or I know they're only kind of fringy itch music but and not liked by one of the itch members and not liked by one member of the itch <laughs> so dan would sit out the season if he had to choose a, a beastie boys song. that's exactly correct <laughs> it's funny to me that you co you combined rage and then instantly went into the beastie boys we're gonna pause for a story about that in a second but i do want to let you know that i'm going with intergalactic myself that would be my choice have i not told that story not on the podcast oh well then tell us look at that uh, so yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the Beastie Boys, so I, I wouldn't, I definitely would not choose them as a uh, as a walk up song. And and I say this as I'm listening to New Millennium Homes because we were talking about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I had tickets to go see Rage Against the Machine, and I had never seen them live. Uh, it was the Rhythm and Rhymes tour. It was they were opening for Beastie Boys, or I think they were co headlining to be honest. And so I was super excited. Never seen Rage Against the Machine live. Uh, I was there as mentioned in a couple episodes previous. They're one of my favorite bands growing up and I had the tickets. I had them in my hand. Me and my buddy Nick were going to go and Mike D he was riding his bike in, in New York and hit a pothole and flew over his handlebars, broke his collarbone. And because of that, they canceled the rest of the tour for some ungodly known reason. I don't know why they just didn't be like, Hey rage, you can do it without us. You're <laughs> fine. But they didn't for whatever reason. And then Raging's Machine broke up the next year, never came back to St. Louis. So I blame the Beastie Boys for me never getting to see them live. Not only did I never, not really like their music, I wouldn't have probably stayed very long into their set. But I had two more because, uh, well, one song I think is just funny to hear anytime I hear it. And I, I think that uh, as a walk up song or a warm up song, I guess in this case, I don't think it's really appropriate. But it's just it's funny. And I don't know if maybe that's what he just needs to get in the mood. Like uh, Sonny Gray <laughs> warms up to Stacy's mom. I was going to. Yeah, I was going to get to that. Yeah, I have questions. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's, it's funny song. I, I think that, uh, you know, maybe it gets I don't know. <laughs> who knows? Why, though, Sonny? Just, just why? Here, I got a, like, a one that, that to me is kind of funny. Do you guys remember Niger Morgan? Yep. Yeah. He was, uh, I believe, a brewer for a while. Yeah. Um, Empire, right? Super fast. Yeah. He, he was known for, 
for being fast and for being kind of a troublemaker, maybe. Yep. Oh, yeah. He was he was always looking. He was always a wannabe starting something. And so <laughs> the fact that he used Michael Jackson's song as his theme, I thought was a wonderful case of self-awareness. Nigel Morgan was like, this is what I'm about. I think I just need to go with this. I need to be true to myself. <laughs> if you hit me with a pitch, I will be charging the mound. I, I do want to be starting something right now. <laughs> I know KC and I were talking off the air about uh, one of our favorites, Josh Reddick, who has had a plethora, in fact, of, of notable and wonderful theme songs that he has used over the years. Yes. Do you know any of them? Uh, <laughs> I do. I just I just figured you'd take it from there. <laughs> yeah, he's got tons of them. Uh, which ones are they? <laughs> Careless Whisper in, in that one of them. Yep, Josh Reddick has used Wham's Careless Whisper, which um, I believe he used that. I want to say as an Astro. Don't come at me if I'm wrong. I still don't care. Uh, <laughs> which, which there would be people in the stands who who had like mock saxophones and right. you, you got to go with the riff you got to do the whiff the riff for careless whisper he he was also known occasionally to come into or for a, t- a period to come into john cena's theme song <laughs> reddick being a, a notable and openly adoring wrestling fan and then the the merger of where rock meets wrestling which we, we might come back to in a future episode is that reddick sometimes has used motorheads the game as his theme yes so he's a fun dude all right, I got a couple more things, speaking of fun, because I got two Cardinal players, well, three players, two songs, because one was one used by multiple guys, that I think are fantastic choices. Miles Michaelis comes out to the mound to Led Zeppelin's When the Levee Breaks, and I think of the Zeppelin songs, we meant it, we started with Zeppelin songs here, and they that's just another great one to add to the list. Yeah, I agree with that. Listen to that track earlier today, and I was like, man, that's you did well. And then uh, Lance Berkman, former Cardinals hitter, and also Andrew Miller, current Cardinal pitcher, are known to enter the game to Johnny Cash's God's Gonna Cut You Down, which I think works either way. I particularly think it works for the pitcher. The idea that giant, long-legged, flame-throwing Andrew Miller coming down to the to the mound and being like, I'm going to send you back to the dugout right now. <laughs> some fastballs. <laughs> to me, and this is this that ominous beat, that... Yeah. It's intimidating. So, good on those guys. And anytime you can throw Johnny Cash in there, do it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. One that's kind of a, a question mark that could go either way as far as is it a good thing or a bad thing as far as the title. Evan Longoria uses Down and Out by Tantric. Yep. I'm so glad you brought that one up. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'd forgotten about Tantric. I'd forgotten about Evan Longoria. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just tell you, they're a match made in heaven. It works. Because I had forgotten about the song Down and Out. And so when I saw that he used that, I was like, who's using Tantric as a theme song? I listened to the track. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. And it works. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kudos to Evan for that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he still does. They could, this could be something he used a decade ago. I don't know. But either way. All right, I got two more things for me for you guys, and then we can wrap that part up if you like. Okay. And actually, they kind of lead into each other. So we'll start with one. We mentioned Aroldis Chapman uses Rage Against the Machines Wake Up. We mentioned uh, Black Sabbath's Iron Man, which, among other players, I'm sure, was used by Jonathan Broxton. So closers 
are known to have some of really some of the best pieces of work. So with those ones in mind, also Jonathan Papelbon, he was a very divisive personality, not somebody many people liked, but he did do one thing right, which was when he played on the Red Sox, he would enter games to the Dropkick Murphys, I'm shipping up to Boston. And so the crowd loved him for it. Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, honestly, anybody from Boston should come out to a Dropkick Murphy song. It just works. They should be the official band of the Red Sox, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. I, I agree. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of the Red Sox, but, you know, that would be one thing I might actually like about them. <laughs> I They are um, quite possibly my least favorite team, in fact. Uh, my least favorite team resides in the city you live in, but yes. <laughs> well, here's what I here's my counter to that. In our lifetime, yeah, there yeah, is a team. Saying. Yeah, there's a team that's beaten the Cardinals in two World Series, and it isn't the Cubs. <laughs> and so that's why I like dislike them more. Yeah, but we don't play the Cubs in the World Series. Yeah, that's true. And there's very few times we played them in the National League Championship Series, and when we done it, did it, you know, it doesn't go end up well for them. So. I mean, right. Yeah. For the longest time, up until the last decade, they've not been a real threat. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, Papelbon, again, he, he he had a little bit of a savvy move there. But closers, though, I know I know there's a couple. Trevor Hoffman, ACDC's Hell's Bells. That's a pretty boss one. And then surely you guys know this one. Possibly the most famous baseball theme of all time for a former Yankees closer, a legendary Yankees closer. Yep. Yep. Of course. I mean, it's Mariano Rivera who entered the game to enter Sandman because yep. he was known as the Sandman. He closed out game. He was the as much as I hate the Yankees with a passion because of all their championships. Like, that's why I don't think I hate as Boston as much because I hate the Yankees more. There is nothing but the utmost respect for Mariano Rivera. The dude was just an amazing player. He was the greatest closer of all time. Yep. And he had one of the greatest walk-up songs of all time as well. I recently watched the video of his final entrance. Yeah. And it just gave me chills that that Enter Sandman and, and him and the crowd is just it was a perfect storm of, of greatness right there. Right. I have a segue from that, but a, a fun double fun fact. Rivera wasn't the first closer to use that track. He's he'd been used by a multiple players, but it was used prior to him by Billy Wagner, who was another fantastic closer, but just he was fantastic for a lot shorter duration of time than Mariano Rivera was. He was no Sandman. <laughs> he was no Sandman. And, and then and then further slight humor on that is that, that Mariano Rivera, Enter Sandman wasn't something that he particularly chose or even cared about. The dude was so cool that he was just like, whatever music is played, I'm going to go in there and strike people out. <laughs> and But then the team decided, well, clearly you need some Metallica in your life, Mariano. And, and it worked out perfectly. I mean, his cutter cut like metal, so no, cut like metal. <laughs> I, think, I think that's <laughs> well. I'm okay with it. I think that's a perfect segue to start closing out that topic. So I want to I want to do the kind of you make the call choice the thing one more time. I came up with quite a few guys who used Metallica songs, and they were interestingly they were all different songs. I'm curious again to see which one you guys would go with because I know my choice, and I'll just I'll tell you that before we even get there. So. Uh, there's a player named Kevin Smith who uses Wherever I May Roam, which is a kind of a nice under-the-radar choice to me. Sean Doolittle would come into For Whom the Bell Tolls. Ian Kennedy, Sad But True. Matt Moore did King Nothing, which is, I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> as your own song, because it's kind of a song 
talking down. That's one of my, that would be one of my top ones. Yeah, King Nothing? Okay. Kind of. I mean, I have a couple of them, but yeah, go ahead. Keep going. The legendary Paul Konerko used Harvester of Sorrow, which is kind of nice. And then probably my personal favorite one, at least that I've seen aside from from Enter Sandman, uh, Gordon Beckham comes out to Seek and Destroy. So if you guys, how about that one? If you guys pick a Metallica song, what's your your entrance song? I think it depends depends on what I did, but like you know, if whether you're a batter or a pitcher, yeah, kind yeah, of. do one of each, sure. Well, if I was a pitcher, it would be Hero of the Day. Ooh, exactly. I'm the Hero of the Day. I'm coming in to save the game. Yeah. <laughs> if I was a hitter, I'd be walking up to Master of Puppets just because I freaking love that song. All right. <laughs> what do you think, Casey? You got one. I'd probably choose Fuel. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. I like it. That's one of the Metallica songs that just starts out with, with energy, a lot of energy. Right. And screaming right off the bat. Or not screaming, yeah. I guess, but... Growling. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more to close out the discussion before we get to our own personal choices. Chris Perez, closer for Cleveland years ago, used uh, Firestarter by Prodigy. Nice. I always am a big fan and will always remember David Freeze being in St. Louis and using Evenflow because it starts off with freeze and rest is <laughs> made of concrete. And that's like all you would hear. And then like he'd be like David Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So so now now you have no limitations. If you guys pick one entrance song for yourself, what have you got? I actually have a band that has three options. Mm. And the fact that players don't really use them kind of blows my mind just because of the songs and how they sound and would be perfect for a walk-up song. And that would be Street Sweeper Social Club. One would be Fight Smash Win. Ooh, that sounds like a song for like a like a team theme song. Yeah. The other would be Nobody Moves Till We Say Go. All right. And then, of course, their cover of Mama Said Knock You Out. <laughs> I I would have not thought that for you. I thought I truly thought you were going to go with Monster Truck. <laughs> I really did. I'm a little disappointed to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I just feel like they have so many choices that would fit perfectly for walk-up songs. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, I, I I agree, but I I kind of agree with Aaron more. I think it's more like of a team kind of song like, you know, like we were talking about earlier with like Seven Nation Army. Yeah. And we will rock you. I think Fight Smash Win would be a pretty cool one for a ball team to use as their official like anthem for the season. Yeah. yeah. My choice is is largely based on a memory from high school that I'm transferring over into connection to the story that Dan told earlier about the we will rock you like rumbling the stadium. So we've established that I'm a big Chevelle fan. And I had a friend in high school who had a pretty crappy car but and the stereo system i don't know if it was because it was really good or if it was because really bad but he would come around bumping chevelle's uh wonder what's next album and when it would get to comfortable liar which it it, it, the song opens with this kind of and then it goes boom and there's this loud loud low bass note and every time that would happen like the whole car would rattle and I would totally walk up to that song and see if I could get them to jump the bass up enough that it made the ground shake in the stadium whenever whenever that happened. 
that would be my way of really um, throwing off the pitcher's concentration. That'd be pretty awesome, actually, because some of those stadiums have some really good sound systems. Mm-hmm. Turn up the bass high on that one. It's a it's a nasty song. It's intimidating, and I love it. And so, you know, I, I'm not trying to count all your guys' songs out here, but uh, you know, for, for that same album, I, I would have chose Forfeit. <laughs> That's a fair choice. I'm just saying, like, a, come on. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, lyrically, like, I, 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 Comfortable Liar has nothing oh, to do okay. with no, I got it. Okay. hopefully nothing to do with me. That's purely music. That makes purely sense. Purely musical. I just think that the, the sound of it would be a, a great... Yeah. How about yeah. Get uh, Some? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's appropriate for baseball. Like, it might be... <laughs> <laughs> appropriate for some other sports. Um... <laughs> My walk-up song, you know, might actually surprise you, to be honest. And, and I'm sure, like, you guys might have better suggestions as well. Who knows? Better suggestions for me, anyway. But for whatever reason, whenever we did this, like, one of the first songs that popped in my head is I Am the Fire by Hailstorm. Ooh. Just because, I don't know, like, when she hits that, like, high note, like, there's I Am the Fire. Like, it's just, I, it, it almost makes me feel empowered. <laughs> Not that I can sing like that, but I, I think I can every time I hear it. So maybe if like, you know, I hear that before I go out and hit a hundred mile an hour baseball, I might actually be able to do it. <laughs> I think you, you've hit the nail on the head of what the purpose should be. If it gets you in a place where you can do superhuman things on the field, then you probably have made the right choice. Exactly. So, yeah, we all have high hopes that the baseball season is going to resume. But, you know, if not, we can just continue talking about music that we would want to have uh, playing as our walk up music and, and continue just sharing our baseball thoughts with you. Absolutely. The itch primarily about music, just a tiny bit about sports. <laughs> you can connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at itchrocks, I T C H R O C K S. Also, you can email us at itchrocks Gmail. We're very interactive and like to discuss all topics that you would like to discuss. Don't forget about five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. And if you need your music fix, you can check out our ongoing Spotify playlists, which will be uploaded after each episode. So that's our take on on baseball and, and walk-up songs. And hopefully it holds you over if there's going to be a season until the start of the season. If not, until maybe next season. But until then, this is The Itch with Rock Matters. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. Until next time. Rock on. This is going to be the next podcast. We're going to have a spinoff. It's going to be called Sports Matters. Sports used to matter. Sports one time mattered. (laughs) And...